MSW Media. Thanks to Athletic Greens for supporting the Daily Beans. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans to take ownership over your health and pick up over the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, November 18th, 2022. Today, Speaker Pelosi and Steny Hoyer announced they will not seek leadership positions in the new Congress as Hakeem Jeffries emerges as the frontrunner for minority leader. American Oversight is suing for Trump communications about the IRS audits of McCabe and Comey. A Missouri judge has ruled that the AG's office under Josh Hawley knowingly violated the law. A judge has instructed the financial monitor assigned to the Trump organization to immediately report fraudulent activity. Alan Weisselberg has testified that Donald had a role in the fraud scheme during the Trump Organization criminal trial. And Meadows has appealed his testimony to the Fulton County D.A. in one court, while another court orders him to testify to the January 6th committee. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Boy, that Meadows is just in every court these days. He's a hot mess. Yeah, I mean, I... I... (laughs) It, I guess, depends on the judge he got. He's obviously going to testify in the January 6th committee, and I'm, I'm sure he's going to have to testify in Georgia. Yeah. And and speaking of getting judges, uh, you know how, um, remember, uh, Trump sued Hillary and Judge Middlebrooks? You remember. Yeah. And Judge Middlebrooks did a scathing uh, sanctions motion uh, approved against him and, and charged them $50,000 to the, you know, fee to the court plus 16600 and change for lawyers fees and in the, in the, for one of the people in the Hillary Clinton lawsuit. And then he filed and he drove down to Palm Beach, I think, to, to file this uh, Tish James lawsuit, very similar lawsuit that he was given sanctions for in the Hillary lawsuit. And uh, he was hoping to get Judge Cannon. And guess what? He got Judge Middlebrooks. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's some schadenfreude right at the top. Like he went judge shopping and ended up in the same fucking store. Yeah. And it was Middlebrooks who accused him of judge shopping the Hillary case. So <laughs> it's really just totally. So good. Can you imagine the lawyers walking in and being like, uh, I'm so, yeah. Uh, f- okay. Uh, here we go again. Yeah. Sorry. Just head down. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Kicking the dirt. Mm. He keeps asking us to do this. We're not. It's not our choice. It's we're just doing our jobs. We love you. You look great today, Judge. Um, <laughs> I like your robe. Yeah. <laughs> pretty sick robes. <laughs> so uh, forgive me today. My voice is a little hoarse. I have been on the phone to uh, voters in California's 41st district, helping them cure their ballots in a very so good. In a very tight race up there. So my, I'm a little hoarse today from <laughs> from talking on the phone all day today and yesterday. But, you know, today there was a really incredible speech by Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and she has announced that she will not seek a leadership position to make way for the new generation in the next Congress. And uh, Jeffries, Hakeem Jeffries, is backed by Clyburn and Hoyer, and it looks like he is going to be the next leader of the Dems in the House. He'll be the minority leader. Also for positions, Catherine Clark and Pete Aguilar, and uh, Clyburn wants to be the assistant leader, so I think that will happen too. So uh, a huge change of, of dumb leadership in Congress. And, and it's a good thing. I'm, I'm glad. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeffries is, is a hell of an orator. He's 
he's fired up. He's not afraid to go after the criminals. He's definitely not afraid to go after Clarence Thomas and his wife, Jenny, as we've seen. So I, I feel confident. I feel confident he's not going to back down to this lunatic, some of the con- the Congress that has just been reelected that is going to be louder than hell. Yeah. Now, Nancy and Hoyer say they, st- they will stay in Congress for the next yeah. two years. We'll see. So um, we have a lot of news to get to. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. Former Trump Organization Chief Financial Officer Alan Weisselberg testified in court Thursday describing how Trump and two of his children participated in a scheme to defraud the tax authorities. Weisselberg said Trump or at times Eric Trump or Don Jr. signed checks to pay up to $100,000 for private school tuition for Weisselberg's grandchildren. Weisselberg said he then instructed the company's controller to deduct the hundred grand from his salary, allowing him to report a smaller income. Copies of some of the checks signed by the Trumps have been shown in court. Weisselberg says this is the first time Trump signed a tuition check. Weisselberg told him, don't forget, I'm going to pay you back for this. The payback, he said, was the salary reduction. Two Trump organization entities in Weisselberg are accused of more than a dozen counts of fraud and tax evasion. Weisselberg entered a guilty plea in August, admitting to charges filed by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, accusing him of receiving more than $1.7 million in untaxed compensation. Weisselberg, who's still on the Trump organization's payroll, making like $640,000 a year with a half a million dollar bonus, has, over the first two days of testimony, described a litany of benefits that he and several other executives received, for which he said their salaries were similarly reduced to avoid paying taxes. He said, for himself and several other executives, the salary reductions were then mitigated by hefty bonus checks paid to the executives as if they were independent contractors for Trump organization entities. Quote, Donald Trump always wanted to sign the bonus checks before he became president in 2017, Weisselberg testified. That practice ceased during the next two years after an internal review led to changes at the company. Quote, we were going through a company-wide cleanup process, making sure that since Trump was now president, everything was being done properly. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have another cleanup on aisle four there. Yeah. <laughs> a defense attorney, Alan Fuderfoss, later asked Weisselberg, Trump didn't authorize you to commit tax fraud, did he? Of course not, Weisselberg replied. Weisselberg said the funds delivered as independent contractor payments were used to set up Keog retirement plans, tax-deferred pension accounts designed for people who are self-employed. Defense attorneys for the Trump org have said the company did nothing wrong and laid the scheme squarely at Weisselberg's feet, saying he hid the salary reductions and independent contractor payments from the Trumps. Fuderfoss, his lawyer, asked Weisselberg, what human being did you scheme with? Human being. That leaves out the Trumps. You can't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're not, if you're counting only human beings, Jeff (laughs) McConney. No, he's a Jeff McConney. That's the company's controller who previously testified. And McConney was granted immunity in exchange for grand jury testimony in the case and blamed Weisselberg for the scheme. Fuderfoss continued with questions seeking to differentiate the Trumps from the executives who worked beneath them. Quote, did you conspire with any member of the Trump family? No, Weisselberg replied. Did you scheme with Jeff McConney? Yes, Weisselberg replied. Did you scheme with any member of the Trump family? No, Weisselberg said. Later, Fuderfoss asked, aside from your family members, you were among the most trusted people they knew. Is that right? That's correct, he replied. Now, earlier Thursday, Weisselberg said under questioning by the prosecutors that other executives at the company were active participants in and beneficiaries of similar salary and bonus arrangements. He described arranging for his son Barry's family to live in a newly renovated apartment on New York's Tony Central Park South. 
He said the location was convenient for Barry Weisselberg's job as a manager of an ice rink and carousel, totally not money laundering operations, run by the Trump Organization in Central Park. Weiselberg said his son paid $500 out of pocket and $500 from his salary per month to rent the apartment, which he described as below market. You think? <laughs> At the time, Weiselberg and his wife lived in an $8,200 per month company-owned apartment under a lease agreement signed by Trump himself. Weiselberg said he provided his son's tax paperwork for preparation to the outside accountant who was in charge of the entire Trump org's annual tax account. Weiselberg said his son's reported salary at the time was probably lower than it should have been. Yeah, shocking. Yeah, right. So much. uh, They better not. They better not go through some loophole here. I know it's going to infuriate a lot of us. And speaking of the Trump organization, the Independent Monitor pointed to oversee that organization as the New York Attorney General's fraud lawsuit unfolds must report any unusual, suspicious or fraudulent activity a Manhattan judge instructed on Thursday. Earlier this month, on November 3rd, Manhattan Supreme Court Justice Arthur Engeron granted New York Attorney General Letitia James's request to put former President Donald Trump's business empire under a monitor's watchful eye during the litigation. While November 14th, Engeron tapped a familiar figure for such a task, retired Southern District of New York Judge Barbara Jones, who served as special master for the privilege reviews of ex-Trump fixer Michael Cohen and former mayor Rudy Giuliani. Well, over the course of her new job, Jones must scrutinize the submission of financial information to any accounting firm compiling Trump's 2022 statement of financial condition and, quote, any persons or entities, including, without limitation, lenders, insurers, and tax authorities. She must also look into any corporate restructuring, disposition, or dissipation of any significant assets. Now, the attorney general said that Trump organization tried to avoid the lawsuit accusing the company of inflating and deflating assets for tax purposes by creating a new out-of-state entity called, (laughs) wait for it, Trump Organization 2, because that must have been workshopped for a long time. Mm. Engron's order barred any transfer of assets to that entity. This is a quote, the monitor's duty shall not include monitoring defendants' normal day-to-day business operations. And that's from Engron. He wrote in a notable carve-out. Now, I don't know if there's any normal business operations here for your (laughs) Trump family, but what have you. Now, for Engeron, such measures were necessary in light of the, quote, demonstrated propensity for Donald, his children, and his businesses to engage in persistent fraud. (laughs) (laughs) Trump's attorney, Alina Haba, appealed the ruling, which she called overly broad, overreaching, and unenforceable on its face. And New York's appellate division, First Department, one of the state's intermediate appellate courts, recently refused to pause it immediately, instead opting to fast-track consideration of a stay before a full panel, and that appeal remains ongoing. Within five days of any request by the monitor, the Trump family or business must provide, quote, any statement of financial condition, other asset valuation disclosure, or financial disclosure to any persons or entities, including without limitation, lenders, insurers, or other financial institutions or tax authorities, end quote. They must also provide within that time any non-privileged document, book, record, or other information bearing on any of the foregoing or reasonably necessary to assess the accuracy of any representation. Well, by November 30th, the Trump Organization must disclose a full and accurate corporate structure. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. And this is an end quote on this story. The monitor shall immediately report to this court and the parties any unusual or suspicious and or suspected 
or actual fraudulent activity. <laughs> so if fraud has occurred, if you think fraud's about to occur, if you can see in your crystal ball fraud's about to occur, we'd like to know about it. If it smells like fraud, let us know. Absolutely. All right. And thanks to uh, Adam Klasfeld from Law and Crime for that story. And on Thursday, American Oversight sued the IRS for the release of Trump's political appointees' communications regarding the former FBI director, James Comey, and former deputy director, Andy McCabe. As we know, on Sunday, New York Times reported John Kelly, former Trump's longest serving White House chief of staff, said Trump had repeatedly told him he wanted the IRS to investigate a number of his perceived political enemies, including Comey and McCabe. Kelly's account came after revelations over the summer by The Times that both Comey and McCabe had been subjected to rare and highly invasive IRS audits in 2019 and 2021. IRS officials said the two were selected randomly for the audits, and the agency asked the Department of the Treasury's Inspector General for the Tax Administration to investigate. Following news of the audits, American Oversight filed a FOIA request for any emails mentioning Comey or McCabe sent or received by any Trump political appointee at the IRS. Quote, throughout his presidency, Donald Trump sought to weaponize the federal government against his perceived enemies, said Heather Sawyer, American Oversight's executive director. Quote, the latest revelations about his demand that the IRS investigate top-ranking FBI officials Comey and McCabe fits that authoritarian pattern. The American people should know whether any of former President Trump's alleged demands reached his appointees at the agency, and if so, how they responded. During his tenure in office, Trump repeatedly and publicly sought to politicize the Justice Department, from calling for the investigation of political rivals to his attempts to enlist the department in his quest to overturn the 2020 election. The lawsuit is part of American Oversight's ongoing effort to shed light on the Trump administration's corruption and misconduct. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Thank you, A.G. Now, a Missouri judge on Monday ruled staff. Now, I love this story. In the attorney general's office, while it was being run by now U.S. Senator Josh Hawley, you know, the good guy, okay, used private email accounts to knowingly and purposefully subvert the state's open records law. It's amazing how loud they are about Hillary's, but man, they were all doing it, weren't they? Now, Cole County Judge John Beatham determined the attorney general's office violated the Sunshine Law by taking steps to conceal emails between Hawley's taxpayer-funded staff and his political consultants during his 2018 campaign for U.S. Senate. Huh. The attorney general's office must pay $12,000 in civil penalties, the maximum allowed under the law, plus attorney's fees. Now, the emails in question were requested by the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee in late 2017. Holly's office told the DSCC at the time that it had searched our records and found no responsive records. Huh. A year after the request was denied, the Kansas City Star revealed Holly and his staff had used private email rather than their government accounts to communicate with out-of-state political consultants who would go on to run Holly's U.S. Senate campaign. Now, among those included in the private email discussions were Daniel Hartman, who was the attorney general's office's custodian of records at the time. Now, Monday, Beatham agreed that Hartman was aware communications responsive to the DSCC request existed and should have turned them over. It appears he didn't, Beatham concluded, because it could have seen politically damaging to Holly during the 2018 <laughs> Senate race. Really? I think so. And this is a quote. The Attorney General Hawley was actively running for U.S. Senate at the time of these requests, which were submitted by National Party Committee supporting his opponent, Beatham wrote. The requested document showed, at a minimum, questionable use of government resources. Now, further, Beatham wrote that the fact that the public business was being conducted on private email accounts 
in violation of the attorney general's office's own policy is, quote, itself evidence of conscious design, intent, or plan to conceal those potentially controversial records from public view. The revelation that Holly and his staff were using private email to coordinate with his political consultants set off accusations at the time that he had illegally used public resources to benefit his Senate campaign. I mean, I'm just taking a shot in the dark here, AG, Mm. but I think there's a chance. Mm. Now, it wasn't until February 2020 that the Missouri Auditor's Office finished its review of the matter, concluded Holly and his staff may have misused state resources. Okay, but the widespread use of private email and text messaging in the office made it impossible to determine definitely. Well, of course, that's why they were using them. When he was running for attorney general in 2016, Holly criticized, of course, Hillary Clinton's use of a private server for sending and receiving emails while she was secretary of state because they all fucking accuse everyone else of what they're doing. It's like clockwork. Absolutely. 100%. And uh, the January 6th committee, Dana, has interviewed Ornato. And I imagine that information will come out in their final report. They have formed a subcommittee to determine whether they'll make criminal referrals to the Department of Justice. Now, Monday, I'll be speaking with Andrew Weissman, who, alongside a trove of experts, including Norm Eisen, Ryan Goodman, Joyce Vance, penned a mock prosecution memorandum in the Mar-a-Lago documents case, And patrons of this show will get access to that unedited video this weekend and uh, we'll put the the show out to the public on Monday morning. And right after this break, we'll be back with the good news. So stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, I want to tell you about something I use literally every morning. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy and I wanted to optimize my immune system. And with one delicious scoop of AG1 by Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and even aging. All the things. And we want to thank Athletic Greens for their support. And right now they're offering you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase when you go to athleticgreens.com dailybeans. Athletic Greens helps me with my mental clarity and alertness. It supports better sleep quality and recovery, which is why I take it with me even when I travel. And for every purchase, Athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry right here in the U.S. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one delicious scoop and a cup of water every morning. That's it. Easiest habit to pick up and no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and those five free travel packs I was telling you about with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And I used to have sleep problems that plagued me for a very long time. It was a real struggle to fall asleep. It was even harder to stay asleep. I would wake up groggy and upset, but that was all over the day I ordered my custom mattress from Helix Sleep. Helix Sleep has an online two-minute sleep quiz at helixsleep.com slash dailybeans that I took it, and it matched me with my perfect mattress, and I am in love. It's the Helix Midnight, which is for side sleepers that like a medium firm bed. It's such an upgrade for my old mattress, I could never go back. Helix Sleep is a premium mattress brand that provides tailored mattresses based on your unique sleep preferences. The Helix lineup now has 14 unique mattresses, including a collection of luxury models, a mattress for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. It was designed for children 3 to 12 years old, and it's been awarded Best Mattress Winner by Parents Magazine. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. 
And that's why they offer a 100-night risk-free trial. Try out your new Helix mattress, see how your body adjusts. And if you decide it's not the best fit, you're welcome to return it for a full refund. It even ships to you for free, and it's easy to put together. You don't even need tools. Right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news? Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, corrections, confessions, if you want to play What the Mutt or find the cat or give a shout out to somebody that you love or give a shout out to yourself or your small business or a small business that you love, tell us what you're creating or making, what you're into. If you have any whoopee stories, you can send all the good news to us by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. Dana, I'm going to kick us off with a submission from Sean S. No pronouns given. I love the show and can't wait for more content. And this is a minor slight correction. In the last Clean Up on Aisle 45, episode 96, Allison said all the election-denying secretaries of state lost. However, Diego Morales of Indiana was elected, standing out as the only election denier that won. I just wanted to make sure we have the full picture and we'd be on the lookout for changes in voting in Indiana. Please keep up the good work. This show goes to the top of my playlist whenever new episodes drop. Sean, thank you for that correction. I probably meant to say swing states in swing states, uh, key swing states, battleground states. But yes, that is very important to know that because we need to keep our eye out over there on Indiana for sure. All right. Thank you for kicking us off. And this one's from Anonymous. No pronouns on this one. Just a quick correction. Richard Shelby, who voted against the Respect for Marriage Act, is actually from Alabama, not Alaska. Surprisingly, both Alaska senators voted in favor. Hooray for that. Thank you for that quick correction. Yeah, yeah, that was my fault because of the A-L-A-K type of a situation or, a, you know, so that's... It happens. Yeah. That's why we land in the wrong airport sometimes, too. <laughs> All right. This is from mom in Minnesota, pronouns she and her. Love you, ladies, and your ability to call out and explain the fuckery. Thank you. I also adore it when you get giggly. Coffee and beans are how I start my day. My good news is my newly 18-year-old daughter voted in her first election last Tuesday and helped turn Minnesota completely blue. She also spent weeks explaining to her friends and classmates at college why voting was important and how and where they could do it. She was so sad and dismayed and angry about Dobbs. I told her that the youth had to save us and she took it to heart. My mama heart is so very full. A pet tax and included a pic of our Bernadoodle lap dog sitting on her. Nope, my daughter is tiny, five foot two human, and the dog is slightly bigger. <laughs> Look at that dog. Oh my God, a Bernadoodle. That thing's huge, but also hypoallergenic. Absolutely so adorable. Thank you. Thank it you so cute. much for that. Um, I I love those Bernadoodles. The the Bernies, I think the Bernies Mountain Dog slash, you know, doodle. It's just they're so so cute. They're so adorable. All right, next up we have Drew, pronouns he and they. Hi, Beans Queens. I love to start every day with you. You ladies are so good for my mental health. You've been keeping me positive, sane, informed, and focused since the early kitchen table days. Drew, thank you. I am a self-employed event producer, largely for Dem Orgs. And uh, as I have sat in my hairdresser's chair over the three years, it's been a recurring theme for me to yammer about politics. This year I told her voting is just a thing you have to do, like getting your driver's license or showing up on time to court or paying a parking ticket. It's just a thing you have to do as a citizen. If you want to do it in the morning, I'll bring you coffee. If you want to do it in the evening, I'll buy you a beer. 
After much persistence on my part, she said, okay, but you have to tell me who to vote for. I'm only voting because of you. I met her at her polling place in the morning on election day, answered all her questions, gave her a juice box and some fruit snacks, and turned a certain non-voter into a voter. I'm all but certain my mom voted for Carrie Lake, so I knew I had to go above and beyond and do more than just my part. I do a lot of graphic design, so to help my friend, I pulled my sample ballot, filled it out, color-coded, annotated it with my reasonings and citations, and sent it to her. Then I posted on my story, if anyone wants my sample ballot, let me know. Fifteen people that I know of used my annotated sample ballot, and it got sent out beyond what I can track, so nobody knows the full number. I feel so happy that I could use what I'm good at to empower people to get through our long, complicated ballot and vote confidently on the long list of judges, some of whom really need to go. I'm going to have to start doing this for every election now. I was privileged to get to work on some events for Katie Hobbs and the AZ Dems in the final push. And people may think that this was uh, the biggest impact, but the work I'm most proud of is the support I gave my friends and these people closest to me this time around. I cannot express how relieved I am at how things turned out. This is how we win elections. For pet tax, I give you an epic photo of my handsome, though neurotic housemate, Bandit. I'll let you guess his mix. Hint, he has all the energy of a blank and all the anxiety of a blank. Okay, so Chihuahua goes in the anxiety. Uh, for sure. Energy Lab? Or Terrier? He doesn't look very big. Jack Russell? Or Russell. Isn't that yeah, a Russell? Terrier. Is it Jack Russell mm-hmm. Terrier? Mm-hmm. God loves a Terrier. I think there it's it probably a Terrier. Yep. There it is. Jack Russell Terrier and Chihuahua. We got one right. We got one right. Thank God there's only two breeds in this dog, <laughs> which is the only reason we got this right. <laughs> Oh, my God. Thank you for that. Thank you for the easy one. Yeah. <laughs> I know. My God. This is from Alan. Pronounce he, him. Greetings, Bean Queens. After all your hard work and well-deserved victory lap, I submit for your approval, kitten pics. Yay. I have two beautiful four-year-old Siberians that are brother and sister. Carrie is my girl, and she is a clever, observant, and manipulative feline worthy of any Bond villain. Her brother, Vailey. Vailey or Vali? Probably Vali. Vailey. Yeah. Is a beautiful athletic slot slonk <laughs> that who isn't too bright and loves to invent drama we joke that he was our zoolander <laughs> Kara tolerates a hat the package said cats love it you be the judge <laughs> yeah do you know what a Kara slonk is looks pissed no okay it's the opposite of a chonk oh that's cute <gasps> they are so beautiful i have to say the girl's eyes are kind of like puss in boots you know with the big sad eyes oh totally Oh, and there's a kitten stack. Perberous. Oh, adorable. Awesome. These two have been our daily joy since we got them, and I hope that they bring you joy as well. Thank you for the daily insight and commentary. Be well. Yeah, and you can see here, this is a really great example of a man cat face. Oh, my God. Valley there. So good. Why don't you take the last two and close this out, because this one is short. All right, we'll do it from Chris H., pronouns she and her. Xander wanted me to share his Halloween costume, quote unquote. He decided to go as a gargoyle. <laughs> I love hairless cats. They're so creepy. Make me happy. And they're so soft. Look at the naked boy. Uh, Thank you for that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. I'll be okay. This next picture is amazingly cute. Oh. From anonymous pronouns, they and them. (laughs) Hello, dear ladies of the legumes. I'm still flying over (laughs) keeping the Senate. And we flipped the PA house and a Michigan trifecta. And, and, and. That's my good news for now. Till beating the pathetically unfit for office Herschel Walker gives me huge relief and a huge boost. I'm really just writing to send pictures of my dog-in-law, Bambi. You're welcome. Love to all the Illuminati. Okay, look at the second picture, though. I mean, I know it's the same dog, but this is amazing. <laughs> oh, my 
Is this a chin? Is this like a chin Pekingese mix? I have to know. You have to let us know, Anonymous. Oh my God. It's like an Ewok mixed with a gizmo. What was that? A gremlin. Yeah. An Ewok with a gremlin and an underbite to boot. That's got to be exactly what that dog breed is. (laughs) Don't get it wet after midnight. (laughs) All right. No. No, don't get it wet ever. Don't feed it after midnight. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. All right. Thank you. That's so good, though. Thank you all so much for your submissions. And I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. There will be a bonus episode of The Beans this weekend. Uh, But uh, I just want to let everyone know on Thanksgiving, uh, there won't be a bonus episode that weekend because everyone's going to be off. But you will get an episode on Thursday and Friday. You will. Elizabeth McLaughlin and I are going to do a bonus episode on the election for you for that Friday. And then we're all taking the week off after Christmas and we'll come back on January 2nd. So I just wanted to let you all know uh, that and that's coming up. Uh, We are doing it is Friday. So we're doing a cleanup on aisle 45 patron Q&A today at 3 p.m. Pacific. If you're a patron of cleanup on aisle 45, you can join us for that. Do you have any final thoughts? Are you going to be with us on Monday, Dana? Are you traveling? I'm traveling. I'll be on a flight back from Boston. I've got one more gala before the men run off in Georgia. We're going to be raising money and sending it down to to Warnock. So I will miss um, Sunday's episode, which airs Monday, but I'll be back in your ears Tuesday morning. I miss you, my friend. I can't wait to see you. And congratulations on all the incredible work you're doing. Thank you. The human rights campaign helping fundraise for, for Senator Warnock to keep him Senator Warnock. We need him so badly. He's such an amazing lawmaker. He is indeed. All right, everybody. We'll be back. uh, uh, You know, we just told you when. So until then, (laughs) please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q. And take someone with you. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media.